Welcome to the Pull Up Podcast, where you will hear from people of all shapes, colors, backgrounds, political parties, and planets. We love them all, even if we disagree. I'm Kate, I'll be your host, and let's get into the Pull Up Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pull Up Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. Um, She is a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister. What else are you? An artist. An artist. An artist. She's an incredible artist. In her own and mind. In her, no, not in your own <laughs> mind, silly. Um, and she's also my mother. So, best guess we're ever going to have on the show, guys. All right, so Mama G is here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right, so we're going to talk to Mama G for a little bit about mother-daughter relationships. And I'm really excited because I thought (laughs) that we were both on the same page about a specific show that I want to talk about. Okay. But you have not seen the show. Which is? Smothered. Have you heard of that show? Smothered. I have. I've seen uh, commercials, but I've actually never watched the show. Okay. Cool. So I'm excited because this is my guilty pleasure before I go to sleep. I literally watch it every night, and I will re-watch episodes, because part of me thinks, oh, and part of me thinks, oh my god, this is ridiculous. This <laughs> makes me feel very normal, okay? So, Smothered is about mother-daughter relationships, and mothers and daughters who are particularly close. Too close? That's the question. <laughs> so... I wanted to give you a couple scenarios now. Okay. Originally, these were just talking points, but now that you've never seen the show, I'm, I'm excited to get your genuine feedback on some of these things. So, first of all, I just want to say I love all these mothers and daughters on the show. I will criticize the shit out of them. However, I love them. They are so freaking entertaining. Okay, so there's one mother and daughter who shower together. Oh, stop. Yeah. So the daughter is like 19 years old and they recently got like plastic surgery at the same time and they shower together, right? Forget the plastic surgery part. Like I can kind of get that. You want to go through a similar experience. You're going through it together, whatever. But there's a certain line when you're Okay, but bathing together is this as a result of the plastic surgery, or is no, this no, something no. This they is a regular do? occurrence. No, no, <laughs> no, just no. no. Okay, okay. I love you. I love you much. <laughs> There's also a mother and daughter who I think are semi the most normal. Okay, and I say that because daughter has some level of anxiety issues, and I can relate. Right. Now, her anxiety issues are specific to her mom and her mom's health. Okay. okay. So, her mom has suffered... I don't know what the specifics are. There's something wrong with, like, her liver. And, you know, her mom went through a lot to conceive her, nearly lost her life giving birth to her. And this daughter feels, you know... So, she has level, some she, legitimate exactly, concerns. Exactly. The- However... This daughter is always, like, concerned with something happening to her mom. And how old is this daughter? I think she's in her mid to late 20s. Okay. So she's, like, so she's not, like, right around my... Old. No, 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 no. Okay. She's an adult. All of these people are adults. Adults. Yeah. 
Um, I think that 19-year-old that showers with her mom is the youngest one. But this one, the reason that I had put a note in was because she decided that she was going to put a baby monitor in her mom's living room so that she could check on her whenever she wanted from her own home. Now, mind you, the thought process and the explanation that she gave was that if her mom falls, she wants to be able to see her. Now, myself, the baby monitor is only going to monitor whatever specific area you put it in. So if mom falls falls in the the bathroom, bathroom, you're screwed. Um, Now, it's about an hour drive between her and her mom's house. And she lives with her boyfriend. Okay. And, I mean, in the episode, you see, like, one night, it's, like, 11 o'clock at night, and her mom is just not answering the phone. She freaks out. She gets in the car. She drives an hour. And her mom is asleep on the couch with the dogs. So, that's another one. Now, my question would be, um, from the point of view of the mother, knowing that my daughter has all of these issues, concerns, um... Why would you not be more aware of whether you are able to answer her phone calls or anything of that type? Because my my first thing would be, if, if I call, if my daughter calls me three times within two hours and I don't answer, she's going to freak out. Which I think is a natural thing, right? If you're used to your mom picking up the phone. Correct. But, right. like, you know... What what are you supposed to do about that? Like, the woman's at home, relaxing with her dogs. Right. And she fell asleep. So, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Um, There's also a mom on the show, and I think you and I have talked about this before. Her daughter is dating a man who was legally still married. And he was going through the divorce process for his new girlfriend because he wanted a fresh slate, whatever. And they went to the mediation to have the divorce finalized and the mom showed up. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. I didn't know it was this show called Smother, but I do remember having a conversation with you. And the person who was doing the um, mediation was like, okay, well, we need a witness. And she volunteered to be a witness. Of course. Of course. It's already bizarre enough that you showed up. For the guy, it's bizarre enough that you brought your new girlfriend. Yeah. Right? To me, like, Mm. you handle your business, come home, we can celebrate when you get here. Right? But whatever, to each his own. Mom showed up. Mom volunteered to be a witness. (laughs) Then declined to sign the witness paperwork to finalize the divorce. And her daughter was okay with this? Her daughter didn't say anything. Because her daughter's argument is always, well, my mom does things to protect me, which is true to an extent. I think anytime you're a mom, but if you know that your daughter wants to be with this person and this person is actively taking steps to prove to your daughter how serious they are, why get in the way of that? Right. I mean, you're talking about somewhat of an overpowering mother and maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of a, I don't want to say feeble-minded, but um, the complete opposite of of her mother. Right. And so whatever mom says, it's okay. Well, that's true. So that's a good question for you, right? Because I have the experience of being a daughter, but I don't have the experience of being a mother, right? You have the experience of both. Right. 
And obviously, every mother-daughter relationship is different. Correct. And we all have, you know, our issues. And it evolves. It changes. I'm sure over time, as our relationship has changed. Um, how Do you feel, because I know that you've told me before in, in, your, in your younger years, um, some of the situations that have occurred to you with your own mom. How, how do you think that those experiences... Well, first, share some of those experiences. Because I remember as a child, you had jokingly had mentioned to me that you went out with your friends one night and your mom was hiding in a bush. Actually, it was the middle of the day. Okay. And her big thing was, I never want to see you playing, you know, with guys, you know, running after you. And, and, and mind you, I must have been 14. I mean, I wasn't like a six-year-old, seven-year-old. And, um, you know, that was her old, always her thing. And I remember we were at the park. And, of course, you know, you got a bunch of young teens. And we were messing around, hitting each other and running. And all of a sudden, one of my guy friends says, Maria, your mom, she's hiding behind that bush over there. And sure enough, there was my mom hiding. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when I got home, she was like, I've told you I don't want you playing oh around God. with guys. And... But, I mean, it wasn't like I was doing anything. Right. It was just her, her thing. You know, right. it was her. But, um, yeah. And, and listening to my phone calls. Right, that because was back in the one. day, it was oh, just yeah. picking up the same phone in yes. the house. And it's interesting because I had one experience where one of our friends wanted to go to another friend's house whose mom wasn't going to be home. So, mm -hmm. of course, the two of them had boyfriends. And there was this guy that I really liked. And so they were like, oh, my God, we already told him. So you come, too. You know, it'll be the six of us, and her parents aren't going to be home. And, of course, I had no idea that my mother was at the <laughs> other end of the phone. And we ended the conversation, and she said, don't even think about it. Well, they went. The four of them were together, and Mom came home. So... I don't remember if they were, you know, doing right. anything particularly that they weren't supposed to be doing or or that they were just hanging out and their mother was like, How, you know, why would you bring right. people here when I'm not home? But yeah, I had a few. But still, you know, as I grew, she, it wasn't like she wasn't as, um, I don't know what word to use, stern or... Overbearing? Overbearing at all. Okay. Like... You know, I would make my decisions and she would say, well, you know, if you do this, you do realize that this, 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 and this right. may happen. So for all intents and purposes, as our relationship evolved, or maybe it was that I was growing up, her, she changed. Okay. Or she evolved as a mother. I'm not right. sure where that, that falls. But, um, you know, I and I always think back, I was one of those party animals but in terms of going to clubs and dancing I love dancing right and the difference between my mother and I and you and I mm -hmm. is that we have this wonderful thing called cell phone right and you know I can call you at any time or text you and say hey is everything okay you know it's three o'clock in the morning because I knew you were going out or whatever. Right. So all I have to get is a text that says, Mom, all good. And, and it's all good. In my time, my mom didn't have that. 
Well, not only that, she had the language barrier. And the language barrier. So while she was listening to you on the phone, she had to learn the language that you were talking. Right, right. But, wow. I mean, how many times did I come home? And, and you're talking about we lived in Jersey, and I went to party in New York. And sometimes I didn't go in a group, and I would have to take the bus. That's so crazy. <laughs> you did that? Yeah, at 2 o'clock in the morning. That terrifies me. Well, now I think about it, and I'm like, uh, I was a fucking idiot. Well, to be fair, like, I think back on some of the things that, like, me and, like, Ellen did as right. younger kids, and I'm like, we're such idiots. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, like, that could have gone think really invincible. bad. Yeah, but we think we're invincible when we're younger. It just, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. So, Mama G can be found on at MTG Visual Arts on Instagram. Like we said, photographer, artist, extraordinaire. <laughs> if you want to buy one of her beautiful bottles, let me know because they're gorgeous. Um, so we're talking about mothers and daughters. So we just kind of went over a little bit about the experiences that you had with your mom. Right. How do you think that that affected your parenting style? Okay. So, I think in a lot of ways, I am the way my mom was with you. Okay. Um, did you ever spy I, on me? Did I ever what? Did she ever spy on me? What? Did you ever spy on me? Mama did I a little spy different. on you? I never spied on you. I don't. I've I never, never went felt, into your room. I've never. I felt, never yeah. looked. You know, if you had a diary sitting on your bed, I never picked up your diary it just wasn't to me it wasn't the right thing to do right um just as an individual never mind my daughter right you know we know that we write things that we don't necessarily want anyone to know so why would I right you know delve into that but I think that I allowed you um a lot of leeway okay in a lot of ways okay um and even when I knew that where you were headed was not uh-huh um, a good path for you, or uh, I knew that it wasn't going to end well. Right. I still allowed you to be who you are, to be the individual you are. So in a lot of ways, that I think personifies, like I guess, what my mom. Well, I think she's like that a lot now, to this day. My mom. Yeah. Yes, she is. I, she's very open-minded, though. I she's mean, my mom is different. Very open-minded. Very different than most older Cuban mothers because my mom has been able to change with the times. Right. You know, in her time, you didn't have conversations about sex or the next door neighbors, you know, sleeping with another woman or those things at her time where you just didn't do that. Whereas, you know, she's, she'll talk to you about anything. Yeah. There's no, yeah. There's, uh, well, I mean, I could ask my mom anything and she would answer it. Well, I'm glad that you said that because that's a good leeway into our next talking topic. Oh, God. <laughs> you scare me. So, my question to you is, as a mom, where do you think that too much information, the boundary for too much information is with, like, sex and relationships? Because I know that you and I have a really great relationship where... You know, something's on my mind, whether it's about sex or my relationship or whatever it is. You and I can discuss that. But 
I know that not everyone is like that. And maybe to some people, that's too much. But that's the answer, though. It's, it depends on the individuals. Right. Um, I think if I had, um, if it was a problem for me, for you to tell me some of the things that you share with me, mm-hmm. I would probably say to you, okay, too much information. And it's interesting that you say that because I have a friend who told me a story one time about her daughter who was, she must have been like 15 years old. Mm -hmm. And and her daughter was telling her about this guy and, oh my God, he's so cute. And then she went on to tell her mother what she liked the guy to do to her. And her mother was like, whoa, whoa, I don't want to know. At 15? At 15. But that was the whole thing. She was 15. So I think for you and me, it's probably, um, I think we know each other. I think we're a lot of alike mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. So I, I think you would be able to tell if you were telling me something that was making me feel uncomfortable. And I do like that you share those things with me because at my age, mm-hmm. uh, you know, through my experiences, uh, I can kind of give you my input mm-hmm. even if it's not the same for you even if you don't you know take my advice but at least I feel like I've given you something to think about okay but no uh, be, I mean specifically between you and me it doesn't bother me at all and for the record guys Mama G's been married for 30 34 years 34 years of marriage and at least 36 years together Right, because right. you were together for two right. years before you got married, and over forty years of being in love with him, right? Yes, because I fell in love with him when I was maybe thirteen, fourteen, around there. I love that story. That, that's a story <laughs> for another time. But um, so, how do you think that? How does this harm the relationships when you get back with someone that maybe you've shared? too much information with your mom about. So I know you know this from personal experience because you and I are very close. And um, whether or not I'm in a relationship now, in the past, I have been in relationships where I've you know shared what has gone on and we have parted and then come back together. And you know the, the specific individual I'm thinking about is no longer a part of my life. But how do you think that that affects your ability to be there for your child emotionally, right? Like, well, it's very difficult. Um, it's very difficult because you, your, your child's experiences, and obviously when they're on the negative side, affect you heavily. Okay. So you have a relationship with someone, they hurt you, they do stuff that just is not, um, you know, what I feel... Um, a relationship should be like okay and and then like you said you know you may get back together with this person it's hard to feel the same way about that person and I'll tell you what and my my mom has always said to me you can have a fight with your husband 300 times and you will make up and you will forget about the 299 before Mm -hmm. but as a mother when you know about those 299 times that this individual has done something to your daughter or acted in a certain way, you don't forget them. It's a different, completely different animal. Okay. So 
it is very difficult, but not just in male and female relationships, even with your female friends, you know, things that you and I have shared, those things as well affect me as a mother. That's so interesting. I never thought about it that way. Absolutely. And you and I always have the same conversation because I always say to you, I don't understand why you're still part of this relationship. And you tell me because I'm as imperfect as anybody else. And, you know, there's good things and there's bad things. And I, as long, what you basically say, as long as I know what I'm getting getting, myself into, I'm okay. Yeah, and right. I yeah I think you're right. I think it, it doesn't just go along with mother daughter relationships. I think it goes with any friendships, any relationship. Correct. So now I have a follow up question that is nowhere on my notes. So we may be going off topic at this point. However, my question to you is: You are not only the mother of a daughter, but you're the mother of a son, right? And a son that you have a very close relationship with as well, right? So. How do you think that your mother-daughter relationship is different than your mother-son and vice versa? Well, you reach a certain age as a child when you know whether it be when you're fourteen or fifteen or sixteen, where you kind of um, I don't want to say outgrow that closeness with your mom that you can talk to her about anything that grows back again. But there's there's a, a span mm-hmm. where all of a sudden you're like, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm not going to share this stuff with my mom. Right. But I think that's normal. The same thing with my son, your brother, mm-hmm. Elvis. Um, as a child and in his early teens, Elvis would tell me absolutely anything. Nothing embarrassed him to talk to me about. I remember that. Yes, nothing. And to me, it was... It was, it was literally nothing. Nothing. Embarrassed him. And I would, <laughs> and I would say to him, you know, I, I don't have a problem with you talking to me about anything. It just, it doesn't. It That's doesn't. such a beautiful thing, especially in a male, you know, because society is so Right, grown. but the difference is that he reached that stage, but he basically stayed at that stage. That's the difference. Like, he'll tell me things, and he'll say to me, you know, he's had relationships before, and he'll have an issue, and he'll tell me, you know, blah, 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 blah. But that's it. There isn't the kind of in-depth information that he would once share with me. Okay. Whereas you as a female, and I don't know if it's it's because you're a female or just because it's your personality, you continue to share those things with me. He's a little bit different. Yeah, he's a little bit he's, more like dad in that way. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Where your dad would, you know, die if you ever said to him half the stuff you say to me. <laughs> That'd be a fun social experiment. Oh, no, no. We want him to live hey, a dad, long life. I did Friday night. <laughs> That's hysterical. So, um, so how do you think your mother-daughter relationship between... You and your mom and you and your sister are different. Because I think that's such an Mm. interesting dynamic between moms and the differences in their relationships. Um, Because I know your your sister's kind of a rebel. Or was. I'm I'm not sure how to answer that because remember, part of it is that since... She was 
I don't know, I don't remember at the time, 13, 14, that I mm -hmm. moved, you know, that I got married and, and moved mm -hmm. to California, another state. Mm -hmm. um, we weren't intertwined constantly as in, you know, it was a phone call here and a phone call there. And right. then when I would visit the family in Jersey. Um, so that was different. The other major thing is that my sister's very reserved. She is very, very reserved. So she and I are very different mm -hmm. in that area, too, where, you know, I'll joke around about things that you just, you know, you don't joke around about. We like about dirty him. jokes. <laughs> Go ahead, you can and say we like dirty just, jokes. <laughs> you know, would like, be like, oh, that's no, true. no. That's true, that's true. And, you know, and I, and I think she married somebody that's just like her, too. So right. that, that has stayed the same the same way. Right. Um, but I, I can call my sister and talk to her about anything. Um, and, and she'll call me and, you know, we'll talk about our mom and, you know, the latest stuff. And, yeah. you know, she tells me when she's upset about something and then I'll get a phone call from my mom about the same oh, thing. Oh, so you get the different I sides get, of yes, the story. So I get the different sides of the story, which is really interesting because what one person thinks is completely different than Absolutely. the reality of the other person's Absolutely. experience. So, you know, I've learned that I can kind of say to them, well, you know, think about it. She probably said it because of this. Well, think about it. It may be because of that. So, so you're a mediator, too. Right, right. And, and the other difference is that, you know, my mom and I have always had a very close relationship in terms of, you know, her, her um, early childhood life, you know, was a little bit of, I don't want to say volatile because that's not the right word. She just brought up, she was brought up by her grandmother and her just grandfather and her uncles. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it was just different. It wasn't, um, she gave my brother and me what she, and my sister, what she didn't get. You know, like there's, there's a lot she of. She broke the touchy, cycle. Yes. She broke the cycle. Very yeah. touchy feely, very loving. Um, you know, going to the bed every night and giving you a kiss. Right. And, um, I find that so interesting because she married a man that was nothing like that. No, no. She married a man that was, you know, I want to say, for lack of a better word, in that cycle. But, but he was also very reserved and yeah. very quiet and very... Um, and, and the interesting thing is that he came from an environment that was also off. Right. You know, everything was honky-dory until his mom passed away when he was nine. Yeah. And then here he is, left with his father and his brother. Mm -hmm. And there's no maternal, you know, anyone to give him that maternal, the maternal right. needs he might have needed. So I attribute a lot of my dad's, um, I don't, I don't want to say... Um, just the way he was mm -hmm. as a result of his upbringing. Like, mm -hmm. my dad would never, ever say I love you. Ever. It's not something that, you know, he ever said. But it's because that's the way he would... I knew he loved me. There was right. no question about that. But just, just different. Um, so, because I have that close relationship with my mom... You know, my mom is able to tell me things that my brother and my sister might not know. 
Right. You know, and sometimes I'll pop out with something that like, what? <laughs> um, and I don't think my mom does it because she doesn't want them to know. It's just the way they converse, the way they um, their relationships are. It's just not things that they regularly we talk about. Well, I and ask, I ask I ask a lot of friggin' questions. Okay. I ask, and, yeah, and you, you know I've been doing this genealogy yeah. thing for like years now, and yes. I drive her insane. The minute I go, Mom, who was the and she'll, oh my God, again. So it's funny <laughs> because I drive her crazy with that. But that's yeah. just it. I think I ask more questions. I want to know. Right. Whereas you know my brother, and my sister are a little bit different. It's not. Where do you think your the time was in your life? Because, and I think we've talked about this before, that you know you reach a certain point in your adult life where you're like, wow, my parents don't really know it all. They're just kind of doing their best as they go. Like, have you ever had that moment where you're like, holy shit, no. you know, like my mom is just a person doing her best. You know what I mean? I, I can't tell you that that ever crossed my mind. I can tell you that honestly. And really? we never. And we came from an environment where, you know, my parents made uh, very little money, yet they were able to clothe us. And well, no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean in that way. I mean, I, I, I might have misinterpreted the, or you might have misinterpreted the question. I might not have said it the way that I meant it. So it's not a matter of, good parenting or bad parenting it's just a matter of seeing your parent as a person as an imperfect person do you know what i'm saying because it like i can tell you that as i grew up it was always like my mom my dad they got it all figured out you know they, really? they've got it all figured out <laughs> they know exactly what the plan is like there'll never be a moment where i ask a question and they're just like oh, oh my know. god you know <laughs> Like, that's how I saw it growing up. So I guess, I guess it's instances. Okay. I don't think there was a, a point where I said, okay, you know, my mom doesn't know everything. I think it's just certain things um, as life has progressed mm -hmm. where she might give me some advice about something or she might say something and, you know, in my brain I'll be like, okay, uh, you know, no. Okay. That's not. But to to think, okay, my no. I, I can honestly tell you, I don't remember. Maybe I just don't remember right. ever reaching that that point. I, I don't remember. But I don't think... I I do know there were instances, mm -hmm. but a turning point where I was like, okay, my mother doesn't know what you know everything about life and all the answers. Well, I think it's so humbling because I feel like, like 10 years ago, if you would have asked me anything about life, I, I would have been like, I don't know shit. And we're 10 years now, and I still don't know anything. And, and 10 my, years from no, now, no, I'll and, be like, I still don't know anything. And, and at my age, I still don't know, know anything. The term, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know my ass from my elbow. Like, right. But for me, particularly, as I was like, well, no, you know, my parents, mom's got it. Like, there's no concern, you know, but I. But I'm glad that you reached that point. Because the truth of the matter is that, especially as parents, we don't have all the answers. There isn't a book that says this is the way you're supposed to raise your kids. There isn't a, you know, something that says if this happens, this is exactly right. what you need to do. And of course, a lot of that has to do with everyone is different. Right. There isn't this little box that everybody fits in. Well, that goes back to our main talking point. So do you feel that, that these moms... You know, in the show, and I know a lot of this is 
amped up for the show, right? Right, right? Like, I feel, I don't necessarily believe that they take a shower together every day. I don't necessarily, like, they went and they got, like, a colon cleansing together. Like, in, like they were in the same room. Okay, but think about it. Think about it. This is a reality show. Right. And so, I agree with you 100%. I would tell you that probably 50, 60% of what goes on in that show mm-hmm. is previously written right so are they do you, are they really that smothering is it really that bad probably not yeah probably not do you because, think you'd ever do a show like that and allow it to oh be no 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 narr- no not narrated but for a narrative to be put on your mother absolutely not no no that's i i don't need to put that out there it's right. not um I mean, tell me a show about, you know, doing artwork or something like that or, mm-hmm. you know, going on a, on a trip with my family and the adventures. and But a, a show like that specifically and, you know, going in depth about the relationship and just, I mean, even if you went to get colon cleansing <laughs> with your mother, it's not something that you would tell people. Like, oh, I went to get a colon with my mother. I think mother. it's so funny because there was this one instance in the show where that same girl that whose mom refused to sign the witness statement, Okay. she went out on a date with her boyfriend and they decided to go get Manny Petties. And her mom has access to her location. You have access to my location. You forget. 99.9% of the time that you can see where I am because where are you? Where You know what I mean? Right. When you can check. But right. she has it on her phone for whatever reason. And the mom just showed up where they were because she checked on Google Maps and she saw that they were at a salon and she wanted to see if her daughter was getting her nails done with someone else because she and her daughter get her nails done together. Oh, that's ridiculous. Like, Mom needs to week. get a life. Mom needs to get a life. Are most of these mothers um, divorced? They don't have a significant other? Okay, so that's so interesting that you say that. That is so interesting that you say that. So this particular one, she has a boyfriend, but he lives, I think, like across the country or in another state. And they do not live together because she refuses to leave her daughter, and she thinks that he should leave his school-aged children to come and live with her because she refuses to leave her daughter. Now, her daughter is a grown-ass woman. And now, from the last thing, spoiler alert, the last thing that I saw, you know, she's pregnant and they're engaged. Right. So it's not even like you're leaving behind a young, single, adult child. You're leaving behind a child who now has a significant other, their own baby on the way. Right. Like, she... Has a relationship. I I don't know how healthy that relationship could possibly be. The daughter who... The baby monitoring daughter right. has the boyfriend who she lives with, who she's been with for like three years, but um, he doesn't want to commit to getting married. And that mom has no significant other, from what I can tell on the show. And then the... Who's the other one? The ones that shower together... The mom has a significant other who she married or she didn't marry. It's very unclear in the show hmm. because they put the word husband in quotation marks. So they're not married. So I would assume that they're not legally right. married. 
Um, but her relationship with that gentleman is very stressed as a result of her relationship with her daughter. Right. Because her daughter doesn't like this man. Oh. And they don't get along. So a lot of these people, yeah, I mean, there's a pattern there, I, I would think. It's, I don't think those are very healthy relationships. I, it's just any well, of that. It's funny because I looked, at a, uh, looked up an article on, um, I think it's Psychology Today. Psychology Today, and it was like eight patterns in mother-daughter relationships that are extraordinarily unhealthy and cause like long-term effects. And one of them, well, two of them is really what I wanted to talk about. There's one that was enmeshed. I love that word, enmeshed. 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 Their mm. lives enmeshed to the point that they don't, there's no end to one and beginning to the other. Okay. And I think that that's very, very correct for that mother-daughter relationship where the mom refused to sign the paperwork. Okay. Because there's a scene in the show that they're literally like just laying in bed talking and the mom said to her daughter, if you weren't my daughter, I would marry you. You'd be perfect. And I thought that that was so uncomfortable and it was so sick. And what was the daughter's reaction? To Nothing. That? She was just like touching like her hair. Mother, and like, like what mother thinks of that? I don't know. But that's my point. Like, you really need to sit down and look what happens when your mom dies. Because it's a reality of life. Your mom is going to die. Forget the fact that it's unhealthy. She'll probably be a happier person. I don't know. It could go both ways, right? I know, but with that kind of... She could be, like, liberated or because she could, like, not know what to do with her life. Right. Because that guiding force is no longer there. Right. And then the other one was role reversal, which I thought was interesting for the daughter who wanted to baby monitor her mom yeah but i think really out of all of them there's a couple other ones that i'm not talking about because they're more like on the normal side right like regular stuff right but i think that um that particular mother-daughter i don't think it's a matter of like the mom really being smothering i think it's the daughter having to work through this, this constant worry of, like, losing her mom. Her mom. You know? Right. It sounds like there's a little bit more to that And they seem like really beautiful and... people. Like, they seem like a mother-daughter who just really love each other and want to take care of one another. Right. And her mom, it like, actively, like, makes comments about, you know, why aren't you... Why isn't your significant other moving forward with you? You just bought a house. Why aren't you getting married? Like, right. you know, we've had similar conversations and... Um, oftentimes. Oftentimes. Many times. <laughs> many times. Every other day. We're not going there, Mom. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I don't know. I just, I, I think it's so interesting. Right. But I think these shows kind of, they expose us to all these things that are so imperfect in our lives. And you and I have a great relationship, but it's nowhere near perfect and it never will be because we're human. Nobody's you relationship know? is perfect. That's, it doesn't exist. So, final question. How close is too close for you in your brain? Because you have two children that are very open with you, very close to you, and I think are in you, a healthy way. Are you asking, way. like, specifics, like, stuff that you would tell me? I, or? Mean, I mean, where do you think that you would draw the line and say to either myself or my brother, stop, you need to talk to a friend about this? Do you think that that would ever come out of your mouth? I don't think so. 
I think if you were asking me a question, if you were asking me a question, there's obviously a reason, there's a legitimate reason why you would be telling me something or asking me something. So I I don't think that I would be like, oh no, you know, um, I know that neither of you would ever, you know, ask me anything that would be, to me, feel uncomfortable, if you want to use that word. Right. But regardless, I just, I, I can't imagine feeling, oh my God, I don't want to know this. Don't ask me. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And and there are instances, and it has nothing to do with anything um, of a sexual nature or anything like that, where you will say something to me, and I will say to you, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to help you with that. Well, I think that you've only ever really said that when I've asked you for the same piece of advice 25 times. Right. So. <laughs> and at that point, you're not really saying, I don't know what to say. You're saying, shut up. I've already you. told you 25 times. I think that's where we're going to end this episode. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you made it all the way to the end, we greatly appreciate it. Remember, Mama G will be back on the show at some point. I, I think we're going to do an episode on chronic illness. Okay. 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 And being the parent of a child with a chronic illness at some point. I don't know when that episode will come out, but we will film it soon. Um, Mama G is on Instagram, guys. Go follow her at MTG Visual Arts. Guys, thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Ciao. Bye.